Welcome to American Reds, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the FX series, The Americans. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting The Americans, Season 4, Episode 11, Dinner for Seven. It aired on May 25th, and we know it had that title because they had... We've got a picture of it. We do. No, but I took a picture of, Stan, of the television when they're all having dinner together. Yep. Stan... Um, Pastor Tim and Alice and the Jennings family all at dinner together. Man, that was an awkward dinner, wasn't it? We'll talk about it when we get there. But Which characters in this show do you dislike? Because at this point, really, after this show, mm-hmm. I kind of like all of them. There's not any of them that I dislike. Hmm. I really have started, as a result of this episode, I have a whole new appreciation for Pastor Tim. And Stan is, uh, I really enjoy Stan's character. Yeah, when, I've enjoyed Stan's When he came character. in to go to dinner and they talked him into it and he rubbed his hands I together know, and said, excited. okay, he's, yeah, he's excited about sitting down. I mean, he's, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. The thing with Pastor Tim, I can't wait till we get to that. Yeah. He is, he was, that was my favorite, favorite scene. What did you come up with for a theme? For a theme, you know, I know it came to you easily because you were kind of rubbing it in, and it didn't come to me as easily. The only thing that I'm, I I'm came here up for with, you, I'm here for I you. I know it doesn't have to come to you always, as long as it comes to one of us before we podcast. Okay, the only overall theme that I got, and I felt kind of like I should have gotten more, but this is what I ended up with was that there was a lot of using other people's emotions and therefore using their weaknesses. Against them. Hmm. We well, saw that again and again and again in this yeah, episode. That's a pretty good one. It's not as good as mine, but <laughs> it, it's pretty good. Okay. I, I can see it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. let's hear. This is an episode about conscience. Okay. And you see it when Stan is meeting with Oleg. He has a conscience. He can't. He tells him. He tells the Russian spy that he's he's trying to, to to manipulate. Hey, they want me to do this. Oleg. He he comes with his defenses down. He's he's feeling bad, and Oleg's standing there in front of him. You know, mm-hmm. with his hair combed, and Oleg looks happy. Sta- yeah, we know why Oleg's happy <laughs> because of his stress management class with Tatiana. But I go go back to Stan. He's disheveled. And he's just tired. And he tells Oleg. And, and, he, and he extends his hand. His conscience was bothering him. And he came clean with Oleg. We see it with Alice in the kitchen. With with Elizabeth. She feels so bad about what she did. And Elizabeth keeps telling her, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But she, it's really weighing heavy on, heavy on her. We see it when Tim comes in. First thing off. Mm-hmm. He comes in and his conscience is bothering him because of Alice's actions. And he's real remorseful about that whole episode. And he feels bad. He feels stupid. He ran out of gas. He feels bad about the whole thing. You know, if you're right, he's over there trading arms, you know, with the Sandinistas for, you know, for hostages. But But we'll get to that later. And in Elizabeth, I mean, oh my God, is her conscience not bothering her over young he? Right. I mean, really, 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 uh, she's really concerned with this. She's seeking counsel from a pastor, and she doesn't believe in God. She's an atheist. Okay, I got a couple things to talk about, a couple of these points. I'm not sure I agree with you about a couple That's okay, of that's okay. Okay. And then we see, I'm absolutely 100% convinced, so you'll never talk me out of it. Okay. Don, I'm not surprised. Don, mm-hmm. 
Tell me completely his agree. Is not bothering but see, you these are the most of these are the same instance I'm talking about by using other people's emotions and therefore their weaknesses against them. Exact same thing. I just maybe worded it differently because they used Don's emotions, his guilt, his conscience, his weakness against him. They used past Tim analysis, guilt and conscience, their weakness, maybe. I think you're addicted to this them. idea because you're using your weakness and finding the the central theme here. This this weakness thing is not um there's no weakness between Alice and Elizabeth when they're in the kitchen. It's all about conscience. Okay. There's no weakness between Stan and Oleg. It's all about okay. coming clean. Okay, we're going to have to have a conversation about that. I don't want to spoil it right now because I feel differently, particularly about those two instances. And you'll see why, at least, that I've got okay. that, well, that's that thought process. But I think you're very... I think that's that's great, that whole conscience thing. That was probably one of the words that I was looking for as I was trying to do this. But I do feel differently about it in a couple spots. So I can't wait till we talk about it and, okay. and see what you think. Um, before we get started, I wondered if you noticed that Kelly O'Coin, who is Pastor Tim, is guest starring. Yes. Did you see that? That's really scary. That's not good. That's not, And I'm just starting to like I it. I know. They make us fall in love with Pastor Tim. And then he guest stars. I don't know. I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so you thought that might be a significant I don't, yeah, that really kind of bugged me. Yeah. Well, we'll just jump into it then if you want to. Let's and do it. Hash it out. Well, Pastor Tim comes over uh, at the very beginning wanting to talk to Philip and Elizabeth. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's Conscience, yeah. His conscience is bothering him. But, I mean, his conscience didn't really hurt him, except that he feels badly that Alice did that to them. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can still He's see remorseful. Him, he is. What do you think about that whole interaction, though? He's telling them that as he was walking along, he started thinking about what if he was never found, he didn't get to see his own child grow up, and it made him think about Philip and Elizabeth. You... Yeah, yeah, I follow that. You know what would happen if they were suddenly taken away from Paige, and how, and how that made him feel. Okay, my question here was, he's so sorry, right? He's like, he's like, I'm so sorry that happened, and I'm almost losing my conviction that Pastor Tim is somebody else, but not really. I don't know yet, you know. So I'm wondering, is he sorry because he's an honest man and he had these thoughts and truly felt badly? Or is he sorry because he's not who he says he is? And if Alice did take some tape somewhere... I still think you're... That could blow up on him. I still think you're reaching... About Pastor Tim? Yeah. You think Pastor Tim is who he says he is? Yeah. I still don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second. I think Kelly is... Kelly, Pastor Tim is... I don't trust him. Don't trust him. He's the him. master Russian spy. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know if he's Russian. I don't know... Well, we know he's not a Chinese spy. I don't know who he is. Okay. I don't know who he is. Well, we'll, we'll, be, we'll get to see. Okay. So then Elizabeth goes to Gabriel, who's made pierogi... Yeah, did you look up pierogi? It looks pretty good, except it's got wheat in it. I did, I did. Yeah. It's just a, what, a traditionally Polish, but also commonly found in Russian cuisine? It's dumplings. It's filled dumplings. It's like little dumpling pies that are filled of, up with sauerkraut, potato cheese, fruit, ground beef, 
a, a variety Sweet of things. Sweet or savory. Yeah. But then it's boiled. Yeah, it's really weird. I'd fry them suckers. We're oh, ever, are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, the, can you imagine the redneck Russians? I mean, they're over there having chicken and pierogi, you know, all the time. Hey, Mama, is that chicken and pierogi ready? <laughs> da. You know, yeah. But I also thought it was interesting that Gabriel was saying that his mom made them for breakfast when they had eggs. Yeah, well, he he remembers con- the shortages. Yeah, they're constantly giving us these little hints and tastes of the differences in the life. Yeah, the reminders the of how and difficult it was after the war. Don't you love the writing of that? Well, yeah. Because it really does. It's like this constant reminder of he still remembers. He remembers the... Well, it rings true because this is what an old guy making pierogies would remember. Yeah. He'd remember that, hey, you know, Mom used to make these when we had eggs. Isn't that something, though? I mean, I just, I don't know. I love that. But, yeah, you're right. They remember the war in the same way the old-timers here remember the Great Depression. I think that's a good uh, way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Your your aunt and uncle used to tell us about the Depression all the time. Yeah, yeah. But you're right, Gabriel tells her that the sinner turned down her request, and she has to go forward with that. And the very next scene, that's what we see. She's sitting outside waiting on young E and the kids to leave, and she goes in to Don. Now, I didn't have any idea. I would have never guessed this scheme. Me either. This was a real elaborate scheme, and it worked flawlessly. It did. It did. It was It was brilliant. It was a brilliant scheme, it's just not what I thought. I kept thinking she was going to say, I'm going to tell young he. I mean, that's way juvenile. I don't think she would have really said that. But something about something, right? It's yeah, I thought they were going to blackmail him and make him give him the codes based on that. But this is much better. Just getting in his office and having access to all of his files and, and drawers and, and sure. all the information. That was crazy. Because they got all the information. They, they came away, mm-hmm. maybe not come away with the codes, but they came away with just a treasure trove of information from this guy's office. So, the way Dawn reacted when she told him this, how true to character do you think that was? Oh, true to character? Or true just... to character, true to nature, true to however you want to answer it. I don't know. Who knows how anybody's going to react when you say something like <laughs> that's, that? That's kind of the point I was getting to. Couldn't this have went completely differently? What if Don had been a different kind of guy, right? And he'd grabbed her and said, Oh, great, let's run away together. I'm sick of this. Anyway, what on earth that would, would Patty have done, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've been trying to find a way out of this marriage since the moment yeah. I saw you, Patty. We're going to Vegas, You're the baby. love of my life. You know, that would have thrown a wrench in, huh? And, of course, we I have... I think she would have seen that coming. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. We have to assume that when... Patty, Elizabeth, first went into this, she went into it with a completely blank canvas, right? And then she had to assess the characters in it and see how they would react to certain sure. situations. To because otherwise, together. I started to say this in the one where she mock seduced him. Because that could have went either way, too, man. You just never know when you get a guy alone and ply him with a little bit of wine, what's going to happen in a well, situation like that. I've never had a guy like alone that. and gave him a little bit of wine, oh, so you know I wouldn't what know. I mean. I'm curious to hear what way, you mean later. <laughs> the other way would have been very funny and quite the pickle they would have been in had it happened the other way. So then we see Stan and Philip having a drink together. And Philip's kind of asking what's going on, what's wrong. And, and Stan just, I mean, <laughs> can you imagine? 
He just tells him. Well, he's telling him about Gad. My boss, you know, Gad. I don't think that I was secret. I guess he feels like it's off the table because Gad was retired. Sure. So he doesn't, he says, you know, because he did tell him, you know, there's stuff that I can't tell you about the KGB. They're animals. And he had already talked about Gad to him, which he brings back up here at the racquetball game. So he had talked about Gad before. Right. So I don't think that was such a big deal. Thing. And yeah. Philip doesn't know anything about Gad's death. And I still think it's related I think I think that they were wanting Gad to make contact with the dad, to 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 make contact with Martha. I think that's what they were going to use Gad for. We keep talking about Martha. We keep talking about that situation, and I don't mean us. I mean the show. They're keeping her alive, a uh, uh, current. My girlfriend's coming back. Well, I don't doubt that I Martha's coming back. Really hope she's coming back, or at least we get to see her enjoying herself in sunny, you know, southern Russia. Okay. Well, then Elizabeth walks in, and she sees Stan sitting there and offers to go upstairs. Oh, that's so funny when she walked in. Because remember, you know, Elizabeth. Right. Elizabeth is a little Russian spy ninja. And so Gad, or not Gad, but Stan has just just came off of his mouth. The last statement he made just before she walked in, they do things you can't imagine. <laughs> right. And in walks the ninja who does things. Who has just walked in from doing. Stuff that you right. wouldn't imagine. And we find out later she does some stuff that Paige couldn't imagine. But Stan gets up and leaves. And Philip, he knows what's going on. He asks her if she's all right. She tells him it's his now. And I was like, what? Where is this going, you know? The kids come in, and so they're just like all in, you know, switch to family And they're quizzing mode. Paige. They notice a, Paige gets a quiz every time she walks through the door now, which is exactly what her mother promised her. That's right. Paige is still reporting on youth group obligatorily is exactly yep. what I put down. She doesn't like this. No, you can tell she's, um, she's, she's annoyed by it. Well, Philip goes into the kitchen because Elizabeth's in there making grilled cheese and whispers about Gad and about what was told to him. And then he points out to Elizabeth that he's the one who put in the report that Stan said Gad was going to Thailand. Yeah, so he's trying to do the math on this one, but he won't come up with it as quickly as I did. He probably won't. So if Philip put this in his report, how does that play into your Martha theory? Does it or does it not? Yeah, it was in the report, and the, the so case, that's it, how they knew he was there. Yeah, that's how they knew he was there, and then they thought, hey, you know what, this guy's retired; he's not in the game anymore. Let's proposition him and see if we can't make some contact because you know this agent asked us to do this to get this woman in touch with her family, and we can use this guy to do it without any exposure to us. But Philip and Elizabeth, the what this conversation that they were having, do you think they were wondering? If the sinner's, like, doing stuff behind their backs or something, like doing it without their knowledge, I think they're they're getting a little mistrusting towards stuff. I think they've been mistrusting toward the sinner. I know Philip has for a long time. I think but Elizabeth... Like, I just put that in there. Do you think, you know, and it was like a big deal, kind of, to him. I think Elizabeth is in growing into it. Yeah. So you do think that that conversation was something about... about their mistrust? Well, yeah, kind of showing us again that the sinner's doing things maybe behind their back and they don't know because Philip's saying, I didn't, you know, what's going on? Well, you know that, I mean, they're confused by this. You can tell. Okay, so Elizabeth goes to pick up Paige from choir practice and she stops in and talks to Pastor Tim and down in the river to pray is playing in the background. I heard Do you that, notice yeah, that? Yeah. From the Old oh Brother, Where Art Thou soundtrack. I don't think it was that one. I think it was a different rendition of it. And when I looked it up, 
evidently the song came out like a long time ago. I didn't even write it down because it was down in the valley to pray. And it was like all the way back to like 1966 or something. Well, I that heard makes somebody sense because the valley got it. flooded in 77. So. <laughs> okay. But Pastor Tim's asking her if she's okay. And she's like, yeah. And then she goes on to talk about how they're under a lot of pressure. And she's stumbling over words. And he goes into, this is a safe place. You can talk here. And then Elizabeth starts saying, well, you know, when Alice came in and she said all that, you know, I just felt like I was falling apart. And then they're interrupted. And she scurries out. It's an interesting interaction. And I was wondering, is she real or is it memorex is she is she being genuine or is she working him i think she is working him i think she i think she's you just don't trust anything do you well no but i I think she's working him because of what she says to Paige at the end about how they're they use their guilt against them so to speak we'll talk about yeah. it but she Goes in there. She knows he feels bad. And she goes in there and she just kind of turns the knife just a little bit on him. You know, well, you know, just I just felt like I was falling apart when all that happened. Uh, I, You know, I I, kinda, I was wondering, but I, I, I'm i leaning towards she was being serious because of their subsequent conversations. Yeah, and I think that because I don't... I waffled back and forth, but when I watched that end scene for the second time, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's exa- exactly what she was doing. But I don't know that she wasn't also trying to get something out of it at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Think she I was doing both things? Yeah, I think that the point was to keep his his guilt fresh in his mind and let him know how bad it affected them. That may be that may be true. But that doesn't mean she couldn't get something out of it. At the same time, much like the young he thing. She was doing a horrible thing, but she still got a friendship out of it and enjoyed herself at the same I don't know. Yeah, she's maybe letting her business and her personal feelings kind of uh, commingle there a little right. bit. Right, yeah. right. Okay, and then Stan and Oleg meet in the shipyard. You know, Stan has developed a real respect for Oleg. I don't know how much Oleg respects Stan. Okay. I am going to go out on a limb, and I don't know, I don't know anything, but I don't buy it for a flipping second. So you second. think Stan is working Oleg, Oleg that way. Well, then this episode for you is, is about manipulation. Well, no, it's about of course, using every, someone's... every episode's about manipulation, so that'd be too easy. Yeah, but, well, true, but... Using their weakness. Emotional weakness. Right. Their emotional weakness, using their emotions and their weakness against them. I don't believe it. I think Stan is furious over what happened to Gad, and I think that's how he's handling it. Man, that's that's the more likely scenario. But see, I don't know, but I'm going to go out on a limb with that. I think that is a really, really likely scenario. Thing that we're going to see play out later. Because he doesn't ask him for a thing. He doesn't do anything. He goes to him. He's disheveled. And as we already spoke about, Oleg looks all peppy and happy and skippy. This is the last time I'm going to be seeing him. Yeah, he's like, I just don't. I've got this on my conscience and this on my conscience and this on my conscience. And I just don't. And then he. And and he's also kind of guilting Oleg, right? He's going, and y'all killed. um, Yeah, my partner. Yeah. 
and I didn't know how much you meant to me. You know, and I mean, he's just, you know, he's laying all this stuff out. And by the way, we've got to go back and watch season one and season two to refresh. Let's do it tonight. I mean, oh, let's do it. I'm ready. You want to do it now? No, we got to finish this. Okay. But he talks about Nina and everything, and he's giving him information, and he's giving him true information in case Oleg knows something, right? And checks on it. Yes, because he's going, they've been wanting me to blackmail you. They've been wanting me to do this. They want me to use your brother. They want me to use, which is all true, Nina. But I just, I can't have anything else on my conscience. And shakes hands and walks away. And Oleg's standing there like, wow, what a dude. Well, then Philip's pouring wine at dinner, and Alice walks into the kitchen to talk to Elizabeth. Now, did you notice that Pastor Tim nodded for her to go in there? Did you notice that? Huh. I almost missed it, and I thought I saw it, and I rewound it a couple times. Yeah, they're standing out there, and Philip's pouring the wine, and Tim kind of gives her a little, go on now, go on in there and make nice with her, because she's hurting. She's come to me, and she's told me she's hurting. Oh, yeah, okay. So scurry yeah. on in there and yeah. make nice. That's a good. That, that's another good point, conscience. But she goes in there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she goes in there and she talks to Elizabeth about how she's not vindictive and she didn't mean for it to be like this and I don't threaten people and all this kind of stuff. And could Philip and Elizabeth be any more forgiving? Oh, don't worry. Oh, we would have probably done this. Don't worry Philip and Elizabeth it. are eager to sweep any kind of drama or controversy under the table as fast as possible so they can move along with their Russian spy program. And then your favorite scene, the doorbell rings. This is great. Yeah, Stan comes in and... We smell something cooking. And he smells and something cooking. And he's a bachelor next door. And, 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 you know, you know Philip and Elizabeth are kind of nervous because, you know, <laughs> Pastor Tim and Alice, they know, they know, know. And here's Stan, who doesn't know, and they don't know what's going to be discussed at, at dinner or what they might or might not say. Right. And then to their horror, Henry... Says, hey, stay for dinner. And stands it. Well, no, I can't. Oh, you got to. Henry's already getting a chair. Yeah, there's plenty for everybody. Come on in. And so he, he does, and he's excited about it, and he hangs his coat Isn't up. He sways. He, he, he runs in. over he's there. Like, he's excited. I know. Party. And he sits down, and they're talking. And, and then Pastor Tim asks the million-dollar question. So, Stan, what do you do? He said, I'm an FBI agent. And look. Actually, Henry is the one who said, yes. oh, he's an FBI agent. Because Henry's the only one that doesn't know about everything. And when Pastor Tim looks up, that is, his reaction is priceless. That was great. Because he's sitting there, he knows everything that's, well, he doesn't know everything, but he knows the dynamic here. And he gets He's amused. A, he gets a kick out of this that these people are living next to an FBI agent. And he says, really? And Stan looks right back at him and says, really? What do you do? Well, I'm a pastor. And then, of course, the, the conversation goes downhill because the... Because Henry, the, again, Henry tells on Tim, chain himself to a fence. Yeah, yeah, Henry's giving... He's, Henry's puking everything up all over everybody. Well, he doesn't he, know. No, he doesn't, but, you know, that's the end of the the admiration that the conservative FBI agent has for this... this uh, Pastor. This pastor who is now probably, in his view, a radical. But it was just, that, that That was great. And then was funny. they're just all eating. You can they're hear all blank, blank eating. and nothing. Elizabeth doesn't even look up. Nope. What, what <laughs> she doesn't even. She's, <laughs> yep. It was funny. Really funny. I, I really enjoyed that scene. I thought that they, I, Pastor Tim, you were perfect yeah, that in was this perfect. scene. You couldn't, nobody could have done this nope. any better 
than Kelly. That was Nobody. so believable. It was so well done. I really enjoyed it. And and Stan. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. His his kind of uh, hmm. You know, when he's talking about chanting himself, you know, we, we're we activists, or what does he say, social whatever, with a dollop of Jesus? Yeah, well, he just did it at a Ban the Bomb rally. Yeah, well, that's another thing, a Ban the Bomb rally. Yeah. You know, the FBI, they know we need bombs, so we can defeat those nasty Russians and everybody else that might attack us. It was so good. It was just, I'm, I'm really, that was probably my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of this episode. That was a great scene. Social justice. Social justice. Stan tunes him right out. He tunes him right out. I'm not talking to this. That's when it gets awkward. Curly hair. Okay, it's awkward. And then we have disguised Philip walking in front of Gabriel and some woman. Gabriel's in on the act. You know, he's got to be excited to be back in the game. Research groups. Now, was this the 40-year-old librarian that if she sat in your lap, you wouldn't notice she was there? That Gabriel no, no, was this talking was the 60-ish-year-old. This was the 50-to-60-year-old computer, computer person that Tatiana was trying to exactly. get. Exactly. Okay, I wasn't sure yeah. which one it was, but I did know that she was a computer person after it went, but I, didn't, I wasn't and sure. And by the way, we've seen her before in The Leftovers. She didn't have a good end in The Leftovers. Yeah, well, hopefully her end will be a little better. I don't think we'll see her end here. You don't think we'll see her anymore? She doesn't. No, no, have, I don't want to think we'll see her be ended. Oh, here. she she doesn't have a, a name in the credits. She's only credited in this episode with Gabriel's wife on IMDb. So I don't know. You could be right. Gabriel, he's brilliant. He's doing great. You know, he's perfect as the old sickly old man. Oh, he's probably still got that glanders cough going on though. The cough he, he probably, probably wasn't even too much far fetched. He's certainly used to doing it. Anyway, he's had a lot of practice. But the guy up front, it looks like a pretty serious, strict process to get in there, right? The guy up front wants to see their IDs just to call somebody up from the back. So I thought that was kinda interesting. We find out that it's John, Leonard and Teresa Rollins. Right. Don, they ask for Don, and Don comes out, and Gabriel's all feeble, and yeah, and Don, they say we're Patty's family, and Don says they're with me. We need to talk to you, and yeah, he don't want that conversation going no. on out there in front of everybody. Take so they some... knew, he knew that that or Philip and them knew that he'd take them back. They hoped, and it worked. Yeah. I mean, you know, but that it could have went another way. It could have they went could another have way. Said, he could have said, let's go get a coffee. Or he could or, have said, let's go in the conference room or whatever. Right. Yeah, if they had been sequestered somewhere, that would have been the end of it, the end of the operation. They go into Don Seong's office. Don Seong. And they identify themselves as Patty's brother, father, and stepmother. And Don wants to know why they came. And they say, Patty's dead. She killed herself. Now, Don is... He's stunned, and he's tortured, and they are getting the perfect, perfect reaction. Well, he's in denial at first, as you know, he would be. Yeah, but he admits it. They say, you knew she was pregnant, and he says yes. Yeah. And then they start shaking him down for money, is what it looked like. For funeral costs. The thing was, for funeral costs, and to get her uh, body transported to California. Did you notice the paperwork, and how much money that was and everything i didn't uh zoom in on it or anything i paused it and it looked like it was like 250 dollars and 49 cents for the flight okay because don was saying he didn't have the money there that's what made me you know 
I mean, okay, well, I guess a lot of people don't carry around a lot of money. Well, and it was in the 80s. But probably that, more also for the funeral That's expenses. what I was going to say, and I couldn't figure out how much that was. But, yeah, you know it had to have been more for the yeah. funeral expenses. But Don says he didn't have that much money, and he'll have to go to the bank. And then Phillip's like, okay, well, they'll just stay here, and me and you will go. Don doesn't want them to. Phillip talks them into it, and they leave. And as soon as they leave, they go start going through drawers and and those big old five and a half inch floppies. They're throwing them in the the little <laughs> the little computer, the '80s model computer, and they're they're going through everything. Well, Elizabeth goes back to Pastor Tim's office, and they discuss small talk and dinner and uh, neighbors' professions and all that. Yeah, and he, Tim uh, Elizabeth said, "Well, you can't choose your neighbors," and and Tim says, "Can't you?" And she goes, well, we were there. We lived there a long time. And yeah, they, we, we they were there first, in. yeah. Thanks him for everything he's done for Paige. I'm tr- still trying to figure out if she's serious or working him. And if she's giving him credit for Paige's development here. And this may be genuine on her part. No way. It could be. No way. No freaking way. No way I don't buy it. No. You think Paige thinks that her relationship... I mean, you think Elizabeth thinks that her relationship with Paige is better because of Pastor the Tim. Last, and you think she's going to admit that if she did? The last conversation they have lends me to believe that she's being more serious than she is manipulative. Now, she may be being manipulative while being serious, but the very last conversation that we see in this episode lends me to believe, and I'll tell you why when we get there, that she's being more serious than she is being manipulative. Well, I think considering that they had three separate conversations in this one episode, I don't know that part of that wasn't her really trying to fill him out on some other, you know, on her uh, her struggle that she's having. Her spiritual struggle. But, but, even here, she's like, I just feel, and he said, like you're out on a limb and you handed me a saw. And she's like, yeah. So see... She's saying, I'm vulnerable to you, and you you hurt me because I'm vulnerable to you. I get the, I get the point. I get it. Is this where he tells her that none of us are in control, mm-hmm. not really? And uh, I, I just think that I don't know whether she's really considering his spiritual beliefs at this point. Just in the back of her head, she's, she's, she's maybe starting to... To trend that way. I'm I, I agree. I'm definitely getting that feeling. I'm definitely getting that feeling, too. I just don't think that's the mission or the goal. I think it might be a side effect of it, but I don't think it's what yeah. is the purpose of it. So then outside the medical research lab, Philip and Don are coming back, and Don says that he knows nobody can forgive what he did, and they just glare at him and, and leave. And you felt like they should have let him off the hook there. I think that, yeah, yeah, we did talk about that. I felt like at that point, when somebody's saying, I know you can't forgive me, and you've put something like a death on their shoulders, that's a pretty big thing. It is, but I don't think that would have been helpful to the mission, so I think it would have been an unnecessary step. Now, from a human standpoint, that would have been the thing to do. But the mission's kind of over. They're going to have a hard time going back and getting back in there with Don. Don't add details to the mission that aren't absolutely necessary. And some kind of some kind of generous statement toward Don, not necessary, can't benefit or hurt. Either way, leave. 
get the mission done, leave. I Fewest agree. possible steps, most amount of information, fewest amount of words, go. I agree on on the mission. I agree that that's what's probably best for the mission, and I understand why it was done that way. I just think that some kind of kind word right there could have perhaps prevented Dawn from doing something should he consider doing something later on. I don't know. But it if, doesn't have anything to do with the mission, so it doesn't really matter what Don does later on or doesn't do later on. Except that it will affect Patty worse. It'll affect Elizabeth much worse if something like that happens. Much worse. Yeah, but they, the center doesn't consider how it affects her. No, agents. I understand that. Remember all the training they've been through, all the, I mean, the really disgusting, rigorous stuff that look i agree with you i'm just saying i don't want to see anything happen to this family i'm like elizabeth at this point don didn't even do anything he didn't know he didn't but he didn't even do anything it's all a moot point okay then we go to stan and adderholt talking that's great adderholt sitting there checking his margins you know you would think you know, yeah from, definitely from the, the head munchkin whatever the guys that the, the uh, webster Wolf. disciple yeah yeah and uh, as they're sitting there talking, they're talking about how the, the male robot was being repaired. And that's a curious detail. And as they're talking about it, that, that male robot is going in the background, moving moving right along. Yeah, you point that out. I noticed it the second time. But they actually talk about how Gad went crazy on the machine and Martha took up for him. She sided with him, covered for him. And the male robot, because Gad went so crazy with it, had to go to a repair facility, and there was a death at that repair While facility. The, the robot was being repaired. Yeah, the owner's mother of natural causes. That's an interesting thing to come out now. I mean, I think he said curious, and then Stan said... Well, it's an interesting thing that this guy would discover this. That's what I'm saying. And bring it up. Yeah, I mean, that Adderholt seems like a... is like super duper, needs to get a raise FBI agent for coming up with this, because this is pertinent information. Well, he got, somebody tipped him off to it. He said something about something he'd put out asking for reports on Martha or something. Mm. I don't remember, but yeah. Yeah, and him even taking that as something, because somebody's mother died of natural causes at the facility, and that somehow strikes him because the male robot was there that Gad had attacked and Martha covered for him. I mean, gosh, can you talk about a six-degree separation from Martha or I know, what? I know. Well, I mean, it's what they get paid to do. I mean, this is our government work. I mean, this is, this is their job. Well, then Philip's telling Elizabeth that uh, Don went for it. And he was scared and upset, and they didn't find the codes, but they got everything, and Tons they're hopeful. information, so they're hopeful that it was a successful operation. And she wants to know, does Don, does Philip think Don will tell Young He? And I thought Philip's reaction to that was pretty truthful and honest, and that was like this really raw scene, and he goes, I don't think so, but it's real hard to know. Yep, yeah, I think I think so. They're... They're good about telling each other the truth. And I'm terribly worried about Don at this point. Just I just think that that's going to be... I don't know. You know, uh, Elizabeth is... It's like she's on this slope, and she's like clawing to hang on. And I just... Of course, I don't know. I don't know that that wouldn't put her yeah. over. So Elizabeth... 
posing as Mrs. Hathaway, is getting a message from Young He at the payphone. And she can't even listen to it. Young He's upset. And she's yeah, like, she why have you not called the, me back? Yeah. She doesn't finish the, the um, listening to it. She just hangs it up. I think she just wanted to check, make sure everybody was still alive. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. But she just hangs up and walks off. And this is where she walks in the church and talks to Pastor Tim again. And This was a great scene. This was one of my other favorite scenes. Okay. When Tell they're, me. Well, they're, they're talking and... Uh, and and I think she's she asks, um, you know, what do you do? What what a, when you're dealing with a really bad situation? Or how did she put it? If you got something on your mind, you can't stop thinking about it. Can't stop thinking about what do you? Do? And he suggested prayer. And then she was very honest with him standing there. But what if you don't believe in God or religion? Or prayer, mm-hmm. and his answer to her, and a lot of churchgoers are probably going to. I'm a churchgoer, but a lot of other churchgoers will probably throw rocks at me for saying this. I thought her. I thought his answer was perfect. What he said was, "None of these things matter. All that matters is how we treat each other." And I think it matters that he said that to her because this is the perfect thing to say. To somebody who's just told you they don't believe in God, they don't believe in religion, and they don't believe in prayer. Because when somebody who does tells you that this is what matters, later on when this other person is connecting the dots of how this pastor could possibly say that religion and prayer and the belief in it doesn't matter. Doesn't right. matter, and God doesn't. The belief in God doesn't matter. All that matters. They're going to start thinking about God and prayer and religion. This is what this is what brings them to. This is what I think has brought Elizabeth to Pastor Tim. And now that he said this, I'd go to this guy's church. This guy is not about judgment. This guy is not about rules and steps and 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 all the stuff that goes with what everybody thinks of traditional churches this guy pastor tim cut to the heart of christianity and this is what brings people to christianity not telling them about it but making them feel about it and i thought it was perfect i thought it was perfect and and pastor tim stock <laughs> from the from the dinner scene to this statement that he gave to Elizabeth, which I thought was perfect. Kudos to the writers. This was fantastic. I thought that Pastor Tim Stock, in my eyes, just went way up. So I'm going to be real sad when they stick a fork in his eye or something. I'm well, gonna... and especially considering that it's just his part-time job, that his real job is whatever the heck he's doing that we don't know anything about he's yet. He's Pastor Tim. He's feeding the homeless. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's saving the lost. He's feeding the hungry. He's he's feeding the sheep. He's leading the flock. I don't buy it. He, is, he is doing all that. While he's doing all that, he's knocking Alice's ass up, too. He is doing all that, and he's doing a really brilliant, great job at it, but I still don't think that's Pastor Tim's main gig. Okay, then we see the scene where Paige is walking out with Elizabeth, 
And Paige is asking, is this forever the thing with Pastor Tim? And Elizabeth doesn't know. But this is where Elizabeth says that what Alice did accusing them works in their advantage because she feels badly and Pastor Tim feels badly. So well, she's that, pointing it out that's, there. That's a great point. I did not. I didn't catch that. And then she goes on. She says uh, that she and her dad love her and they'll do anything to keep the family together and hopefully it'll get easier for all of them including Pastor Tim and Alice because unsaid implied we're going to keep gouging them too as long as we feel like we need to over their putting us through something that we didn't have anything to do with but and Paige brings the tape up again yeah she asked what takes and Elizabeth knows she no knows, right. I know, better. But she says if it makes them feel better to have that safe somewhere, then maybe it's not such a bad thing. And we all know that Elizabeth would not actually feel like that. Sure. Then Paige goes into the conversation that she had with Matthew. Yeah. About Martha's dad and Stan. Right. And, so uh, she does bring it up. Remember, we talked about that on the last episode. Wonder if she'll bring it up to her parents and in what context and all that. And Elizabeth is amazed at how close Paige is getting to some of the stuff they've worked on and how the information's trickled back to her, I think. Right. And then those two guys this come up. was the perfect situation for Paige to find out that Mom is a... Ninja. They ask, they're, they're, they're just wanting a cigarette. No, like, they're not no, just wanting not, a cigarette. No, no. No, this is the way they start. This is the way they do it. And they just, they were, they picked on the wrong girl. Yeah, they snicker and they start saying, how old are you? And one and of them starts going toward, toward Paige. And that's, that's the it. end of the whole thing. And then the one guy, you know, she clocks this guy. He goes down. And the other guy pulls out a knife, which doesn't phase Ninja Elizabeth at all. She grabs that thing and jams it into his juggler. Paige is standing there going, what in the hell is happening? <laughs> yep. And as this guy's bleeding out, the other guy takes off. She gets, she's got the presence of mind because she is a well-trained Russian spy. Get her wallet. And her girlfriend. And, well, I don't know. I'm kind of scared of her now. <laughs> she, and she took, she takes her wallet back. Yes, she does. She tried to give it to the guy. Just take this. Right. Just take it. Just go take on it and go on. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't do it. They came toward Paige. That was the end. And so she gets her wallet back and they take off. Okay, how satisfying was that scene? That was t totally satisfying. These two dirt bags were treated. There's instant justice here. Instant justice. If only all bad people could get their comeuppance that swiftly and surely. How, you know, I mean, it's perfect. It's well, perfect. I mean, today you got 15 people standing around the camera phone defending the, the guy who, you know, all he did was want a cigarette and, you know, one guy was just going to admire Paige and... They just got you know the, the 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 protect everybody protect the the aggressor crowd would be out there. Well, when somebody pulls a knife on two women, one goes after a child, and somebody pulls a knife on two women. I think the guys got what they deserve. I, absolutely, I agree completely. And and you just got his lesson for for all you uh, homeless people needing cigarettes and wanting to to take advantage of women. Be careful which women you approach. That's correct. Okay, so that was the end. That was the end of the show. And then next week... Oh, you can't pay any attention to that. I'm still going to do it. We do this every well, week. Go ahead. Elizabeth's telling Paige that she doesn't need to know everything. That's not ever going to happen. And yeah. Paige tells her that she just killed a man in front of her. And Well, yep. Okay, we know this. 
Oleg tells Stan that he is giving him something. I wonder what that is. Well, it looked like a tape they were handing off. It did look like a tape. And could it be the tape where Adderholt and Stan were talking about Martha beside the male robot that time? Or Why would he give him that? I don't know. It wouldn't benefit him in any way. I think it's maybe something to do with Martha. I, I'm, I'm certain it's something to do with Martha. Yeah, I even put down, although I have no idea what good would come of that at this point. But then Oleg says, after this, we're done. That's what Stan said. I don't think they're ever going to be done. Oh, no. No, 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 no. But see, that's why I think Stan was manipulating him. To get something? Because Oleg is now going, oh, Stan's a good guy. You know, and I'm happy. My life's going good here. Right. Right. He was so good. He doesn't want me on his Here's one for old time's sake. Stan doesn't want anything to happen to me. What a good guy. Okay. And then uh, someone's checking a gun. It looked like Philip, but you couldn't tell. The head was cut off just like a man checking, you know, like looking at a, a, a revolver, handgun. Yeah, yeah, a small revolver. Gabriel and Philip are asking William to do this one last thing. So they're going to send William home now? That's just, I don't know. This is just well, upcoming. Is, this is something to do with level four, obviously. And then there's a scene, did you catch that? Did you stop it on that screen where the male robot is in a hallway and there's someone leaning down over male robot Hmm. and two people are advancing on them with, it looks like guns withdrawn and then the person stands up and puts their hands in the air. But it's on tape. They're seeing this on a tape, so maybe that's the tape. But I don't know how Oleg would have gotten that tape. He but it's on a tape. You can't. I mean, listen, you're, you're whistling in the I dark. I just love it. I love speculating. You're whistling in the dark. And then Paige is asking her parents if they trust her or not. So but we really can't discern a lot. They're not They're not teasing me with these clips. Uh, it teases me. Not me. Just a little bit. I've got to talk about one last thing. Talk. There, After the episode ended, there was an Audi commercial. Okay. Okay. The new Audi A4. And this is a incredibly advanced car. All right. And they're talking about, in this commercial, how they had an Audi that drove itself for a while. And they're using the same technology in this new Audi A4 that they used in this Audi that drove itself. And they call it Traffic Jam Assist. Mm-hmm. Think I about saw that. that. Think mm-hmm. about that. Think about that term for just a minute. Now, when you think about Traffic Jam Assist, what kind of things do you think about? Being able to avoid traffic jams. This is not what I think about. Okay. What I think about is how to better handle traffic jams. Is there a little helicopter add-on that you can put to just go over the thing? Or is there a Xanax dispenser near the ashtray so you can better put up with the the uh, traffic jam? Could there be an Audi A4 equipped with a PA system so that when you go through 15 miles of stop-and-go traffic, and you finally get up to the moron that caused the slowdown, you can berate him with your Audi A4 Traffic Jam Assist PA system and let him know just what you think. These are the kind of things that I would like to see on the new Audi A4, and this would be effective Traffic Jam Assist. That's all I want to say. Hmm. We're a little bit late getting this out because Mike was stuck in traffic on his way home, so that might have something to do with all this, but I don't know. 
Well, we hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our American Reds podcast. Mike, how do people get a hold of you on Twitter if they want to talk to you about this episode? At Mike from TN. And I'm at Michelle from TN. Also, you'll find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribal rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com where you can email us or leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Well, we've just finished Season 32 of Survivor. And we just the other day finished the second season, mid-season finale of Fear the Walking Dead. So all that's left now is the Americans, Mike. That's correct. So if you guys can't get enough of the Americans, we can't blame you. Our friends Mike and Jamie over at West Coast Project do a The Americans podcast. That is like everything else over there, really good. So if you still want more and want to hear different views, check them out at westcoastproject.com. And speaking of westcoastproject.com, as kind of a spinoff of of our Americans podcast the day after, we partnered with Mike and Jamie to do a movie called Fail Safe. And Mike had mentioned in his and Jamie's The Americans podcast about the similarities in the movies Fail Safe and Dr. Strangelove to a plot that was mentioned in our episode of The Americans called The Day After. Uh, Mike knew our enthusiasm for the Americans, so he contacted us and asked if Mike and I wanted to join in to do this podcast with him. It was a really unique experience. We had a great time doing it. So run on over to West Coast Project, listen to their Americans podcast, and also have a listen to Failsafe. Also, Mike, the Americans is about to end. A couple well, more weeks. We've got two more episodes. Well, just this season. And Well, right, but we're thinking of other series to do, and we're talking about maybe doing Preacher. That's the yeah, new thing on AMC. Yeah, we might, we might have to do that. Yeah, we're, we've watched the first episode, the pilot, and we really liked it. It's a really unusual thing for us to really like the pilot. So uh, we'll give it a couple more episodes and then decide if that's for us or not. But we're we're thinking about it, just to put a bug in your ear. And starting next week, Mike and I will be podcasting the Americans from vacation. We'll be out of town, but hopefully we'll still get it out on time or at least close to normal time. And it may sound different. We're working on our portable game. But be sure to check us out next week as we head into the last couple of episodes of Season 4 of the Americans. So, do you have anything else for the Americans Episode 11, Dinner for Seven? I'm done. Well, then I'll meet you back here next week for episode. I won't meet you here. I'll meet you in Florida. Yeah, we'll be like week. Jeff Probst on Survivor. We won't meet you over here in, in Cambodia. We'll be back in Hollywood. Well, episode 12 ne- is next week, and it's a Roy Rogers in Franconia. Okay. And from what I could find is there's a Roy Rogers restaurant in Franconia, Virginia. So. All right. We'll have to assume because a Roy Rogers in Franconia. Does that mean anything else? It to means you? nothing to me. Okay. Well, we'll see you back here next time then. I'll see you then. Bye. Bye bye.